it's the crown Boy G Mo the Great. And Nicole Lumbers, aka Young O'Cliff. Another episode of Crown Juice Podcast. And uh this time, man, we got a, a very special guest, man. Very important for the culture. Mm-hmm. Um let me just get right into it. Pierre Durant, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> How you doing? Devonair Society, man. Now let me say when I first moved to Dallas, like it was hard to, you know, grasp the, the culture, learn what was going on in the city. And uh, it was important to come across groups and organizations such as uh, Dabner Society. Uh, I actually came across Dabner Society through, um, what was it, Dallas Urban League. So I met Pierre oh, there, and it's, it was important to have those type of groups, you know, coming into a new city, um, being African-American, and just trying to find out what was going on. And you didn't want to get, you wanted to get with, attached to somebody who was, in your in your right demographic, you know what I mean, and you didn't want to go with someone who was too old. You didn't want to be in the in the club with the headbusters. You wanted to have something that was classy and nice to attend. And I attend my first. Um, it was mingling with mimosas, right? Yeah, mingling with mimosas. Yeah, perfect, man. So I do thank you for being in the building today, man. Yeah, Miss Frischetti, man. Gary Van, you've been around for a while, man. I'm two years in. Yeah, man. It's so been I just a while. Two years in, you was definitely there. You know, definitely by like you know, saying month six, so. You know, yeah. We came a long way from, yeah. uh, we used to have plastic cups back then. You know what I'm saying? We, we have the glass. Hey, we, but we made it, you know? Yeah, we made it, man. <laughs> so, I mean, if you, if I'd just like to give um, the guests who listening in, just allow you the time to kind of introduce yourself and just, you know, tell us about Dabner Society. Uh, yeah, so my name is Pierre Durant, man. I'm from uh, Dayton, Ohio. Um, if I had to tell you about Dabner Society, I'd kind of tell you my story is, you know, I was working at this job, you know, doing corporate America, like I moved to Dallas, makes Six figures, I'm be okay, you know. Then one day, you know, this white guy cussed me out at work. I was like, man, it turned my life upside down. I was golden child of my job, you know, when they didn't let me fire him. I'm like, this is my assistant. After that day, I was like, nah, man, I can't go to another job. This happened again. Yeah. You know, so I was like, man, I, I want to build something where, you know, where, you know, black owned businesses can, you know, say, get together. Like, I already, I'm in Dallas. I don't even know a black owned business if I even want to go work for one. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I don't even know when I want to thrive. And I was like, you know what? And after I realized that I was all around the country and I can't think of that many that's, hey, I can go get a job at this one right now that I would think first to apply to. You know, so then I was like, man, you know, I want to create something where, hey, you know, I'm 32 years old, you know, 10, 50 years, I bet you I can make something where, you know, Black Wall Street maybe. Right. Mm-hmm. So I've been connecting black owned businesses and black organizations and, you know what I'm saying? And people, not just black people, I want people to know it's everybody. Like my first customer was white. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's, but they mess with the culture. They mess with who we are and the culture. Is, we're in it. Mm-hmm. As long as they recognize that there's a culture with us in it, and that's why I think the society is the people. It's yeah. creating this culture of where we are fine, where we're good. You know what I'm saying? So I'm creating a space, a market for black-owned businesses that I think believe in the same thing I believe in. You know what I'm saying? Good branding. You know what I'm saying? Simplicity. It's a brand. The society is a brand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a platform. You know what I'm saying? So even if, you know, me particularly, I'm not making any money. My chef is making money because I've created a platform for this chef to have be able right. to cook. Everybody, you know, eat. like so, you know, the DJ got more jobs. The create more jobs, more opportunities. Or hey, you know, I'm I have a black bartender who I've been with for two years now. You know, mm-hmm. hey, you know, like I've had this consistent, 
once a month, every yeah. month for two years, Pierre's coming through, like, Devin Hyde is going to be here. Yeah. It's going to get better and better and better and grow, grow bigger and bigger and better. Now, like, man, so now, like, I got employees now. You know what I'm saying? And it's two years in. Yeah. They'll you know, keep getting bigger. Let's see what happens. That's, and that's dope, man. Yeah, we'll see what happens in 20, 30 years. You know, <laughs> I, I'm a slow and steady wins the race kind of person. That's why it started off exclusive. Like, when you just come, it was at the African American Museum because, you know, Doc believes in me. The Prince yeah. Rose Museum believes in my story, believes in mm-hmm. what I want to do. You know, it's a long story, but that's ultimately what Devin Society is. It's hard to say, like, Pierre, you're a promoter. Are you this? Are you that? Like, no, man, I got, I've been opening businesses for this company for years. Right. So I know how to open a business and run a business, and I want to help y'all do y'all's if you want to hear it. Yeah. And people, mm-hmm. Devin Society, the people who are like, hey, this guy is right. I want to kick it with this guy. And, yeah. you know what I'm saying? We flourished, you know, and we're, we're growing, you know, slow and steady, but it's, it's growing. It's nice. Yesterday was epic. Well, Friday was epic. <laughs> Me and Lil Martini was amazing. If you ain't yeah. been there, come out. But, yeah. So that, that's super important, man. Like I, I say, some of the first connections that I made in Dallas uh, was at a Dabner Society event. Uh, my boy Millage, shout out to my boy Ryan Millage, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> we have good people come out, man. Yeah. So definitely that that's super important, man. And so uh, we, we do thank you for, you know what I'm saying, being a beacon in, in Dallas and providing no, those outlets, you know what I mean? Absolutely. So um, what, what's coming up next? You know, so um, the main, man, I've, the dream is to have a, a weekend of events. I want Friday, Saturday, Sunday because it's, one weekend out of the month is, you know what I'm saying, third weekend of the month is why I do it. It's because, like, it never, nothing's happening that week. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? There's no holidays don't really fall on that weekend. So it's really, if you notice, in two years, I really haven't had to compete with anything because right. the third weekend. So this is the weekend where it's like, hey, people can get like, hey, I'm going to get my babysitter this weekend. Because yeah. it's consistent. I feel like Dallas consistency was lacking. Like, mm-hmm. I was at Shark Bar Happy Hour every Thursday for a while, and it was there, and it fell off. Right, yeah. You know what I'm saying? The Medusa was there, and fell off. And the Medusa was lit. $10, yeah. and you see Blue Hill. <laughs> you know what I mean? That yeah. kind of stuff. So I'm like, I just want to be consistent. Because when everything comes and falls, Devin Society is going to be here. Mm-hmm. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So ultimately, a, a weekend of events, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, you know, but all the events are meant for to, to meet, network, mingle. And whatever whatever vibe it is, like me, I'm a wildflower, so I even need somewhere to be a wildflower at. Yeah, I'm like, where am I yeah. gonna go be a wildflower at consistently here? You know, like the older crowd got buttons. Yeah, but what's the buttons for our age? Mm-hmm. Exactly. You know what I mean? So it was like, and that's a good way to put it yeah. too, man. With the buttons for our age, man. Yeah, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, well, like, like I feel like our whole generation is just gone. Like, well, yeah. where, if I go somewhere and listen to music that we listen to, like, yeah. You know, like Neo Souls, I really realized that Neo Soul was our generation's age group. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like Neo, like Erica Badu, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Uh, Jill Scott, they're, they're, they were singing to our age when we was growing up. So, yeah. like, nobody listened to that. You know, if they wanted to go vibe out, man, I was just listening to Neo Soul. Yeah. Like, and then not be ratchet and you're not even in this hole in the wall. Mm-hmm. That's another thing is that I make sure that it's like, you know, being from the projects now where I'm at, like, I don't live like that no more. Like, I've, mm-hmm. I'm in a whole different environment, and I want to be able to go out and be like, no, I had a dream that I'd be able to go listen to Neo Soul in a place like they go. Yeah. I went to, um, what's that place downtown? Um, the what's hotel. It? Man, that what's nice white hotel. Oh, uh, so nice. Nice life. Ritz-Carlton. <laughs> okay. Went to the Ritz-Carlton, man. It was the nicest thing. I, it was, I was the only black person in there. You know, but see, looking, I was like, Where's the black version of this? Yeah, that's real. You know what I'm saying? Where's the black, the black Rose Cross? And like, I like, you know what I'm saying? People look at my events on different side, like, man, it probably looks like some bougie stuff. But no, we ain't here listening to it. Because if I listen to rat, ratchet music while we got hold in these martini cups, people ain't gonna get crunk. 
Right. So that's how that's how the concept of it is like the martini glass makes it so you can't get too live because <laughs> you twerk too much of glass. Yeah. <laughs> so it makes you sit down and chill and mingle and it keeps the environment like oh man how you keep from getting a ratchet environment yeah. because like yeah because I have an open dress code people think that you have a dress nice like what man, people came from big thirty three yeah and came in there in Jordans and shorts and I'm like I'm let them in like it's the culture like you don't what, what's the dress code. You know, like, I've yeah. been wearing suits my whole life, uh, like, at corporate America, my whole life, but, like, when do I wear a suit, like, throughout my life? But, like, the most dressed up, like, we dress up. We do get dressed. We nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's our version of dressed up. I feel like it's fresh. I say the dress code is fresh. Yeah. We freshen your element up fresh. Yeah. Like, if Kanye come in here and he got his liquid leggings on, I ain't about to tell him, nah, bro, you can't come in. <laughs> like, he, he be fresh in his element of fresh. I don't wear stuff like that. Right. He fresh. Yeah, definitely. You know what I'm saying? So, like, just the vibe, like people can feel that vibe. It's like, you know, usually when you go places, you're just like, oh, where you work at? Or they're telling you with questions. So I like that at Devon Society. It's like you're chilling, you just came to just relax and vibe out and just chill. Yeah. But if you meet somebody, you're like, oh man, I didn't know you were a, you know, the DA of Dallas. <laughs> I didn't know you were a doctor. I didn't know you were a lawyer. Right. You, didn't, you know, so you start like, man, I was kicking it with, you know what I'm saying, some really good people. Right. What's, like, what's the history behind the name of it? So, uh, really, so, uh, when I, if you Google the name Debonair, you'll see it's a synonym, courteous, you know, uh, you know, suave, just a lot of, they're all positive words. Yeah. You know, so, even though they say characteristics of a man, Debonair, I'm like, those just words of it, it's just like a positive environment. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I saw it, I'm like, I want a black positive environment. Like, you look at anything negative on TV, it's all negative. Even the best shows. Right. Like, how many good black shows? Blackish? And then you'll say other than that. So just have like I want to debonair side is always gonna be a positive vibe. Yeah. So debonair just it, the word is all about the positive of a person and you know so that's what debonair that's and then dope. society and society is creating a society of people who f- buy into this. Right. So right. that's really what it came into debonair society. So even like with business was like um, even people who you know when they work with me I made sure like my very first meeting anybody comes to debonair I'm like look. I always want to be on the positive end of things when it goes down. So if it comes down to this business and hey, Devin, that's how you did this. If it's come down to hey, they just mad about two hundred dollars, three hundred dollars. I'm gonna give them that three hundred dollars just so my name is always great. Yeah, yeah. You know, and people hated it along the way, but then they realized, man, people will come back and work with me forever. Mm-hmm. Right. Created this Devin society, you know, and it's just gonna grow. It's gonna be infectious. So while the whole world is being, oh, let's take everybody for every single dollar. You know, Devin Society is like, no, I think we can make some bread. I think we can grow. I think we can be bigger and not be on the, the negative end. And like, you know what I'm saying? It's more so like now it's with efficiency and maximizing your time, it's like let's kill the little man and let's take as much as possible. Like if I'm the person doing something different, like, hey, let's not take as much as possible. Let's give. Yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. And see if, see if we give to each other and it becomes infectious. And now we have created this infectious environment of, Doing that. that's why I created it in Dallas because this wouldn't work somewhere in like in the East Coast where I'm from. Mm-hmm. Like people here, like I know all of my neighbors in Dallas. Like Dallas is a community of hey, everybody know our neighbors. We rock with each other. Right. So the society will happen here, and I believe it can happen here. We just need to figure out how to get to each other, and that's where the marketing comes in. Right. Like right. I, hey, I'm gonna get us all together. I bet y'all can get us together. I bet you people know about Devon Society when I've been here for a couple years. Like, you know, what I'm saying I've been here two. Like I didn't know anybody two yeah. years ago, and now two years two years later. Like, I think people know about Devon Society a good yeah, amount definitely. to be like, hey, you know, he's only been here two years and he didn't know anybody. And I'm an introvert. So what what you think about <laughs> the people who say that Dallas don't have a black culture? I say 
if I think of the culture of Dallas, you have to think of it from a person from who's not from here. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? For, and I, for, I've, I've lived, I, my job, I've traveled all around the country and lived everywhere for like three months to see where I wanted to live. Yeah. And when I came to Dallas, like everywhere has a culture. And they, you can't say they don't have a black culture because there's black people here, so you got to figure out what their culture is. Exactly. Because their culture here is like, I'm, I'll investigate cities. I can tell you stuff about people's cities that they don't know. I'll tell you the biggest black event in Dallas outside of church on Sunday at the Potter's House. That's a stadium full of people. Yeah. But outside of religion, um, I would say the um, African-American Museum, they have this event, the uh, Black Dallas Rodeo. Okay. We're in Texas. Yeah. It makes sense that the black people here are cowboys. Right. And so this Black Rodeo is insane, crazy big. Like, it's filled up the whole stadium. You look around, it's like... This place is really huge, and there's a lot of people here. Like, this is the event, like, you know, like, I volunteered to, I started volunteering at this event because I'm like, I was so fascinated by it. Yeah. I'm not into the rodeo, so I'll volunteer and kick it, but I'm interested by this is the biggest event. Like, I go everywhere. Probably the next biggest thing is probably Grim, Gremlin Preview Weekend mm-hmm. on MLK just sitting on the street. You yeah. know what I'm saying? But do we see, want to see floods of us? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So... Yeah, I forgot. I got a passion. Nah, yeah. yeah, but so it's just basically finding out what the culture is. Yeah, you know, what I'm saying just dissecting yeah. it. So yes, yeah, but so what the culture is, I think you know, what I'm saying guns is the culture here. You know, what I'm saying it's Texas. <laughs> you know, what I'm saying beef, anything cows. You know, what I'm saying yeah. uh, you know, what I'm saying the fair. Yeah. You know, what I'm saying like boots. You know, what I'm saying. But then I, that's why I was thinking like I want to put Debra Society into that culture. Yeah. yeah. You know, what I'm saying that's why Debra Society came to like where yeah, but where are we in that culture? Yeah. But thing is, no, there is a there is a black culture here. You know what I'm saying? I, when I first came here, like I, I, I go to Deep Ellum and see some uh, some dudes uh, freestyle battle, freestyle Fridays and yeah. stuff like that. Like nah, man, you gotta, uh, you know what I'm saying? I met my lady at uh, at um, Heroes Lounge. Yeah, Heroes used to go down too, man. You know what I'm saying? Like I used to love Heroes when it was up this yeah. way. Like it's hard to find the culture because it's so spread out here. But yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like. And for me, I'm a nerd, so I can find the spots because I, I Google stuff. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But if you can find it, you can find it. It's a culture. There's a culture everywhere. You yeah. can't say, like, we, but how do we get more defined into that culture? Mm-hmm. Right, right. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, how are we, how are we let's, let's, let's make black people just as known in Dallas as guns or as boots or yeah. horses. Yeah, we all don't ride horses. Goodness, Jesus. Oh, y'all, listen. It's realistic. <laughs> no, it, I, mean, I mean, the thing is, you you have to be. It's nothing wrong with horses. There's nothing wrong with horses. Like, this is what I moved out to. And, I, like, now I'm going to, I might get a horse. Like, I'm yeah. not saying it in a negative way. I'm yeah. saying, I, I, did, is, see I, a, I like, did see a guy riding down Simpson yeah. Stewart on the horse. That, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, you're going to see. When somebody listens to this in Ohio, look, there's three people in the room, and we all said we've seen horses on the street. Yeah. yeah. But in Ohio, no, I mean, I'm from Ohio, and they think we have horses on the street, but we have bike riders. That's the most annoying thing is riding behind a bike rider mm. in a car, and it's like, it's take forever. Then I move to yeah. Texas, and instead of bike riders, you got this horse. Yeah, some, you know somebody asked me. And the horses on the black side of town. Yeah. Like, I was, yeah. I'm was, i at Oak Cliff. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I was working at Oak Cliff. They all on the black side. Yeah, I was at Oak Cliff. I was, um, like, yeah, the, I see them rallying around with Sweet Georgia yeah. Browns. You know what I'm yeah. saying? They, yeah. uh, it's about, all the horses. It's so the it's the culture. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's the culture. Oh, that's cool. But so we, <laughs> I'm a Texan, what, too. I'm a Dallas man. Hey, man. We, hey, it's, it's, it's home. I'm buying a house now. But like I like to say, man, something that, uh, and I tell everybody I meet, that you and I had this conversation last time we did the Stick Talk episode. Mm-hmm. Um, we had a conversation where I was like, you know, it's 
I'm like, it's Texas, you know, they don't they don't got the food like St. Louis. They don't have this like and you and you said something to me that was influential and it and it stuck with me and I, I used it going forward. And it you said something to me to the effect of um they allowed us to come here and to flourish. So we have to appreciate them and play pay homage to to the land that we own. And when you said that, I was like, you know what? I had to start rethinking things. Everything I started doing forward was an appreciation of Texas. Like I did a, um, a holiday drive not too long ago, mm-hmm. and it was for Texas. Well, I could have did it for St. Louis, but it was for Texas, you know, because I was like, I do get my money here. I do cash my checks here, and yeah. I, I have to pay it forward to the land yeah. that allowed no me to state, do that. No state taxes, bro. <laughs> and that's real. But we did want to bring you on the show definitely because uh, this show is centered around entrepreneurship. Mm-hmm. And you're one of the first entrepreneurs that I met coming to Dallas. Yeah. And successfully have had, I mean, a, a long run at this right now, you know what I'm saying, with no incident. So we wanted to bring you on. So to kick it off, we're going to go into this session that we have every week called the Irk Session. Bro, what's irk, irk, irking you? Bro, what's irking you? Okay. The Irk Session is basically where we have one honest human moment to feel what you feel, say what you feel about something that's irking you at this moment. Whether it could be uh, something within business, it can be something within life, something just, you know, just something that irked you this week. Yeah. All right, I'm good. Yeah. Yeah, y'all going to like me, man. I'm real. <laughs> I just think it's like I, like I hate going to panel sessions and, and people not saying the honest answer about what's going on. Right. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, I'm honest. I'm straightforward. And people, yeah. So let's go. I'll, Eric Satcher sounds good. I'm going to let you kick it off since you're the guest. So what's irking me? What's irking me is, uh, you know what I'm saying, it's, it's actually been irking me for a while, is, uh, you know, going into entrepreneurship, you know, when you met me, I was 100% entrepreneur. Yeah. And I was like, man, I can't get people to be on my side and buy into what I'm doing. You know, so I'm going to get this job, and I'm going to pay people to do, you know, certain things. I'm not going to, if people ask me how much they cost, I mean, if I ask them how much they cost, I'm going to pay them how yeah. much they cost. You know, and I realized that it doesn't matter, man. As a black-owned business, they're going to look at me as I'm a black guy. So, yeah, yeah. so they're like either doesn't matter because it came from me they're not going to give me their full work and I feel like Devon Society it, it doesn't get the respect that it should even if I paid the amount yeah. that the white man would even like you know anybody would That's deep. Mm-hmm. so the irk factor is what irks me is you know is that yeah just try to figure out you know how do you you know how do I how do I push because the thing is I'm not I'm not switching what I believe in you know yeah. what I'm saying my culture is like I don't know anything else like I only know my people you know what I'm saying? So how do I push through knowing that, like, I, I believe in them. And yeah. I believe that we can make it. I believe that you know, there's other people like me who are driven, who want to, you know, who want to work hard. You know, if I pay you this amount, you give me, this is the quality of work I should get. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because I pay, I, I don't want the discount because I don't want that excuse. Right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, and like, I don't, and I not, and not be like, hey, it's because it's a black owned business. It's not because it's a black owned business. It's bad. I believe there's bad white businesses and bad Asian businesses exactly. and bad, you know what I'm saying, Mexican businesses. Like, yeah. it's not it. But I'm just not, I got to find the other ones. Yeah. It's a million of us here. You know what I'm saying? It's a million of us here. Like, so basically, categorizing just because you have the label of black owned business, categorizing you as not worthy enough to deliver a service to the highest quality. Mm-hmm. That's I think that's a justifiable irk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think that's yeah. yeah. That's something I definitely hope um, that we could try to unlock the code too, because yeah. it's not that's not cool. Yeah. 
especially I've been to, uh, I think Tay and I, one of my friends, Takashi, six five. We went to a mingling and a mimosas. So I went to the brunch maybe a year ago. I had a good time. I didn't know. Sad thing is, I was, that was my first time actually visiting the Amer- African American Museum as an adult. Um, so that was pretty cool too. I had a question. Yeah. So did you go when we had plastic cups or glass? Cups? I'm trying to remember. You brought that up. I have to go back in my archives um, in my Snapchat. Yeah, you know, like when I started, it was like you know, I quit my job and I was like, I moved to Dallas and had a grand opening. So yeah, you know, it was what it was. Like I had nothing. Yeah, you know, and I started and yeah. So people was like, oh man, you know, this looks like it was nice, mm-hmm. cheap, but it was like you know, I pushed through. Now like every time, every month, I buy something more to. You know what I'm saying? They say that, yeah, they say there's two things in businesses, uh, marketing and innovation. So I need to keep marketing myself and keep getting better. Yeah. So, you know what I'm saying, now to the point where, yeah, bro, it's, it's nice, nice. <laughs> like, I think I can. I think now I can say, hey, yeah, I can compete with, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, uh, the, now I can say I might be the Black Ritz Carlton. <laughs> I, can, I can say that comfortably, but before, Those. back then, yeah. but back then I couldn't say that. Back then I would have to say, nah, I'm, you know what I'm saying, I'm Walmart. <laughs> that's, that's but I mess with Walmart. I go to Walmart yeah. all the time. But I just, yeah. you just say what it is. That's fair. You, know you I mean? got an arc, sir. I do. Um, since I'm with two transplants, y'all home now. Y'all Texans. Yeah, I'm a but Texan. let's address something real quick. Since you brought something up, it made me think of something else. I'm sick and tired of transplants who have Texas driver's license plates. They say Texans can't drive. When in actuality, we don't know who the hell is a Texan. <laughs> Everybody got Texas plates. So you came here, you don't know how to drive on our roads, but you want to say we can't drive. You irk me. <laughs> fight me. <laughs> don't fight me for real. Just we can talk about it, but you irk me. <laughs> That's, That's my irk. Because Texas can't drive. Texas people can't drive. You from Texas, you here now, you got a license plate to say Texas. I can't differentiate who's actually okay. from here and who's not. So I say this this is why I say Texas can't drive. So um, I live, yeah. So <laughs> just not, so I live. I lived on a forest lane when I first moved here, and it's, that's a thirty miles per hour street. But sometimes it's 20, 20 miles per hour because it's a school lane. Okay. Yeah. And I've seen two cars flipped upside down on their, that's you know, what I'm saying funny. on their hood on their yeah. car two times. I and I was like, how can that be possible? On a 30, 20 to 30 mile per hour street. How you got me like. Texas, though. Do, do you know what killed me with that, too? Just to elaborate a bit. <laughs> I see more accidents. I see more accidents when it's dry and sunny outside <laughs> than I do like when it's raining or snowing. First of all, how you know that was from Texas, Pierre? <laughs> I didn't know. Gmo. I just said, I, I didn't say that it was from Texas. <laughs> I just said it happened in Texas. Like, I lived everywhere, I lived okay. all over the country for at least a couple of months. All but. right. Happening in Texas. So my my Sorry, hurt, I mean you. <laughs> you good. My my hurt kind of go back to the the business topic, sure man. Like so, of course I I done been involved in several different business ventures, just trying to find my lane on what I'm comfortable doing, and mm-hmm. uh, along the way, you then done some partnerships, then work with some people, got ideas from people, and the thing that I that I dislike about it or my irk is that I I hate the people. I hate when people. Okay, so ultimately you're in business to make money and be successful, but I hate when that's your only goal and you don't focus on the quality of the product or the event or whatever it is you're doing. You're just trying to hear up and throw as many events out or as many products out, mm-hmm. and they're not quality. And you, and you, to me, we, we all say we hustle when, when it comes down to making money, 
but it's a difference between being an entrepreneur and a hustler where you actually hustling people out of their money right. and, and don't stand behind the product. That irks me, you know. And that's the reason I'm not at my event weekend yet is because I need to be able to provide the yeah. quality of each event to yeah. Yeah. I don't want to just push out events. I want it to be awesome events. Yeah, exactly. I want it to be debonair events. <laughs> you got what I mean? So, like, that's why, like, hey, if I if I can't have it the best one I can, I'm like, hey, I just want to go forward. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I hope to have a Friday, Saturday, Sunday, you know, going forward in February. I'm close. I got the Friday, Sunday. Yeah. But I'll rock with just Friday, Sunday if I can't get a good quality Saturday. Yeah. Because that's all what it's about. And then being consistent and getting better. But you're absolutely right. Yeah. So, I, yeah, that, that's one of the things. And the other thing is that uh, in business, we all make mistakes. You know what I'm saying? Um, one of my things that irked me the, the most is that from our own people, and you kind of touched on this a little bit a few minutes ago, our own people are so critical of us. Mm-hmm. For instance, you have a, a hamburger shop. You know, it's Nicole's hamburger shop. Why well, gotta be Nicole? We just gonna rock with that they name. Better be just... Debonair. <laughs> hey, yeah, <laughs> like we can, they can come at Debonair. We, we can go ready. to Debonair hamburger okay. shop. Let's uh-huh. just say the one time that you know, <laughs> I don't know, a hair may fall, or yeah. it might not be as to your liking this particular day. It could be your taste buds, but um, you're trashy. You yeah. talk so reckless about how it wasn't put together well. You shouldn't go there. Uh, I didn't have a good experience. Based but on one bad experience. But you can go to Applebee's repeatedly with bad service, bad customer service, a terrible food, having to send it back, having to, you know what I'm saying? And then you'll give them another chance without criticism. You you won't go and blast them like you would an African American place. And we get that like mostly from our own people. I, I you know this is one of my irks. I hope that we grow out of that. that you know is. what I'm saying? But it's just one of the things that I noticed that. We, it could be a product. We can go to African-American beauty supply. We can go to an Asian beauty supply. We can go to a Caucasian beauty supply, mm-hmm. all with the same prices. At the African-American one, we want the hookup. It's too expensive. We don't want to go there. They got nasty attitudes. Mm-hmm. The Asians, we won't say too much of nothing. We're just going to take what they give to us. The white people, we're going to be like, uh, we'll look, you know, so we'll, we might turn our eye up, but we won't get out of line or out of pocket. We're not... And I just think that that's one of the, what's another one of my irks is we just mm-hmm. a little critical of each other when we can stick together and make this work. And yeah, um, that sounds like a lot of like a crab in a barrel mindset too, which yeah. is definitely something else we have to unlock the code to working yeah. together, wanting to work together. Um, events like Debonair Society that y'all put on there. I mean, I had a good time when I went. Um, and it's just like we have to really learn how to give our people feedback rather than criticism. Exactly. And and stop and be being receptive to the yeah, criticism as stop well. Stop being so know? quick to cancel people when you didn't even really give them a real chance. I have to catch myself because I have gone into something like um, this is a black-owned business or this is a, a Mexican restaurant, and I know they're gonna give me crappy customer service, but the food is gonna be bomb. But then I say online, oh, the food was good, but they. Service is trash, blah, 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 when I could have just, you know, maybe talked to somebody inside the restaurant yeah, yeah. about it. So, yeah. So that's my, my yeah. arc session confessional. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, um, man, I don't know, man, maybe because uh, being from where I'm from, you know what I'm saying, I feel like my, my high school is like lean on me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But the grill session was real, man. It was like just like talking about each other. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's just real. So. Back then, you know what I'm saying, you'd be sad about it when you were a kid, when you, were a kid, when you, were old, you, got, you got thick skin. Yeah. Yeah. So every comment I see when I see somebody, hey, man, Deborah, you should have did this. 
I don't look at it negative. I'm like, oh, you know what I'm saying? Even if it's like, yeah, it's just cool. And I'm like, oh, you know, that's the point that I'll take. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I had, I have had somebody send me a whole email of things that I need to improve. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And I, and I didn't respond with all the things that they should improve. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I, I, I took it as... You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Like, like, yeah, some of these things I even agree with. I can't afford to do anything better right now, but I still feel like I'm only charging 10 bucks. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I always make sure that I'm, my price point is exactly what I'm selling. Like, it's not like, like, you're getting unlimited alcohol, unlimited food, you know what I'm saying? Like, the best experience, best people, you know what I'm saying? Eating next with the best, like, the different side is incredible. Yeah. And it's like 10, 20 bucks for the most part. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, I, where's Carlton? I spent 20 bucks the first drink my girl got. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm going to get this water real quick. <laughs> you know what I mean? Y'all so, got a dollar me? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, I will definitely say, like, but honestly, it's all, as a business person, we also have to know that, hey, you know, this is the culture of people. Like, I go into it knowing that my people are going to be more critical of me. Yeah. Like, if I got to work twice as hard for this white man at this corporate job, then why won't I work twice as hard for my people yeah. when I'm trying to do it? Like, this, if we're going to... Trials and tribulations is what God tells us we're going to have. Right. So I, this, this girl told me this one time, she said, Pierre, I want new problems. And it was real. Ooh, and whoa. I was like, you know what? <laughs> that's, a, that's a tweetable you moment right mean? there. She oh. said, it, it changed. I was like, you know what? I, I went from two years ago, I was going at it with my regional director about why they, shouldn't fi- why they should fire this guy who just cussed me out who should be fired. And now, you know, I got venue issues. Yeah. Or, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Or I'm sitting down <laughs> with the president of this organization and the president of this organization, we hashing it out. Yeah. You know what I mean? I got a whole different problem. I'm like, man, and it makes me, you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm happy for my new problems. And, I feel that. And you know what I'm saying? Right. So if, I, if your new problem is, hey, I, how do I get across to these black people who are, who are more critical of me? Then just get better. Right. You know right. what I'm saying? Just dominate more. You know what I'm saying? Like, get to the point where, like, once you, I feel like once you break that barrier, you know what I'm saying? And now, man, I'm so great that they can't even hate on me no more. You know what I'm saying? And I'm still cheaper than everybody else. Man, I then, feel you. then you become Walmart. I feel you. I feel like that's what they were. They were like, I feel like when I think of best business practices I think of, is like we hate on Walmart because of what Walmart is now. But I think of like, man, they went through the black person struggle. They couldn't provide the quality, but it was cheaper. All the way to the point where now I'm everywhere. And now y'all mad because... I'm cheaper and I'm everywhere and I couldn't provide the quality you could, but because my quality was high enough, yeah, yeah, and paid low enough, and found that point, and now I've monopolized everything. Mm. Now you mad at me? That's what and you want to find. Something you got know what I'm saying? Right. That's, that's man. If Debonair society is that black business that crosses that threshold into we don't Walmart <laughs> because you know what? I can't provide everything you can provide, right. yeah. but I also don't charge everything you charge. Yeah. and it's perfect because now I got everybody. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And now you have to come. Now there, now society is now we get to create the culture. Right. You know what I'm saying? Now we get to define, you know what I'm saying, if we live in our apartments and get shot, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? About this officer because we, we got the society, man. We created the society. Gotcha. I think it's that big, bro. And that was one of the things that, like, I know with, um, we reformatted Crown Jewels podcast. And one of the things, I remember, like, going through everything, looking at it, all of my uh, followers and everything. And I'm looking at it, and I'm like, damn. These people don't even follow me back. It kind of sting a little bit. Yeah. I'm like, dang, and I, and I really rock with this person. My family not even following me back. And then a, a light bulb went off instantly like, you got to create your own wave. Yeah. I was like, and then when you create your own wave and it's going to be so good, the followers going to come to you, whether they're your family, your friends, or just a brand new person who's just enlightened by your movement. 
And when you create your own wave, you can't be mad at nobody else. You know, you just got to go with your wave. And I feel like that's exactly what had to happen for Crown Jews. That some people dropped off and some new people jumped on and the wave's so strong. I, I'm not focusing on that now. So you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Hey, I'll tell you this. I couldn't tell you. When you said that, I was like, I couldn't tell you if a person follows me back or not. <laughs> I couldn't tell you if a yeah. single person in the world follows me back. It ain't, I'm a, I manage all my social medias, yeah. and I've, I've grew to myself. Like my, I have to say my business would definitely say 80% of it is social media and 20% yeah. of where you see me in the streets, and I can't tell you who follows me or not. Sometimes yeah. I, found, I found out my fiance didn't follow the different society. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I found out, like, you know, like when she went to follow me, and I was Thank like, you, what? <laughs> you just followed me? You know, yeah, but yeah. but she but she's not on social media. Yeah, mm-hmm. you got know I me. Mean? So some people really aren't. So some people been following people for 2012 when it first started. Yeah, you got know I me. Mean? Some people really like like. But the thing is, is like when when you're doing your thing and you're creating your lane, you're so exactly. busy moving forward. They yeah, exactly. like you're trying to figure out where you're at right now. I'm trying to move forward. Like I'm already on to my next move. Like I I know I have followers when my when I look on there and see oh, them. These you got know I me mean? like yeah. I like if I like how much time would you waste seeing if that person was following you and looking at followers? Exactly. Like you could have been editing the video. Yep. You got know I me mean? and, and getting you know what I'm saying? Like I, I can't like I like I will say like even when people like man pure it was epic Friday. I was I was thinking about February. Like I was like I couldn't even relive the moments until I was going through the pictures like dang it was lit. <laughs> you get what I mean, but like I'm looking for like I'm you're like you're like like because then it kind of makes you feel like are you looking for the followers? Yeah, you mean are you is this like what is the goal? Like you know I'm like the thing is I don't care if a single person follows me on myself. Like if you support it, what it is my vision is. You get right. what I mean? So like ultimately I wouldn't say that hey I don't know if I follow I don't know if I follow you on social media, but I know I've listened to your podcast. Yeah, you got I me. Mean? So and I know that I follow you on Facebook. You know what I'm saying? So if you post it on Facebook, I'm gonna see it. Yeah. But if I follow, well, I say if I know if I follow you on all your handles and like all your things. Yeah. I wouldn't say so. Because I saw, but, and that's why I yeah. think a lot of people get caught up on the trivial things like yeah. that. Like you know, they're not following me, but it's it's that's not the business. Yeah. You know and, what I'm saying? And, and the thing is, 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 is what are they? Fo- are you asking like follow? What following is? Are they producing the results that you want them to produce? Like you know, hey, is this person following me? Like, is if I post this podcast, did they listen? Yeah, and that's the, and that's and the that, point. So, so, so listeners would yeah. be your following. Yeah. You know what I mean? So if you look on Instagram, like, why aren't they following me on Instagram? Well, like, is your thing on Instagram? Right. You know what I mean? Like, so as a, my product would be ticket sales. So if I got 10,000 followers, but nobody's buying a ticket, it doesn't mean anything if I got 10 followers and 1,000 people come yeah. out. So the thing is, if people aren't following you on Instagram, then you're like, oh, okay, well, Instagram's just not what I should put my money into. You got to find out what your marketing Exactly. route is into but exactly. ultimately like hey you know looking into who's following you yeah that's it's, what, that's it's, what it was. it's so random when it's i first random. started i was like dang i'm like my followers is, my followers are low but then when i started taking that away and i started looking at all right we just gonna create this super dope content mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying we're gonna be in the streets we're gonna be in everybody's face we're gonna let them see we're gonna listen to what they say and then we're gonna bring those topics back we're gonna uh we're gonna engage with them and just you know what I'm saying like so another thing I learned from you as well um I carry a stack of business cards in my pocket I don't give business cards out to everybody I come across I have a conversation with them and and low key I don't want to say it sound cocky but I make them earn uh, a business card 
after we have that conversation and we kind of go back and forth and they seem interested, they send the key points that I'm looking for, hey, check me out. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Go listen to this and give me some feedback yeah. or email me, let me know. Or, you know, so, so it, yeah, I, you know, just a couple of little things that, and that's what we're here for. This, this show title is called The Art of the Hustle. So, you know what I'm saying? We're we going to drop these jewels real quick, you know? All right, hustle. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, that's real. That's what's up, man. You know what um, I say? Uh, definitely the proudest moment in entrepreneurship was when I moved down here, man. I was I was starving, man. I had no food to eat, but I was still out here grinding. Yeah. And um went to this session of dudes. They was talking, and this guy was like, because, uh, you know, they host events. He looked, he was like, hey, you know, I got respect for this guy. I seen him on his Facebook this marketing gym he dropped, he said he goes out every day and meets five people. Make sure he meets five people a day. Because I'm an introvert, I have to make sure I meet every single person. That's I have to so like, mm-hmm. like, you know what I'm saying? So I'm like, hey, I'm going to make sure I do five people a day. So I knew that slow and steady wins the race. So after, you know what I'm saying, two years, you know, I have an uh, email following, like, where if I get, sometimes I get your business card. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Sometimes I get your email. I made these connections. Like, the followers that I have are mostly genuine people who I met. When I, whenever I hire someone and take over my newsletter, they be like, oh, man, why, how, how, how is your response level so high? Because like, people who I actually met, mm-hmm. you know, because I've met five people a day for two years now. Yeah, yeah. You got me? I might meet 25 people today. I try to get on a stage where I can talk to somebody or something, but for the most part, you know, there's five people a day. So it was probably when he said that, hey, like it was three months in, like, hey, and since then, hey, I've been meeting five people a day and I'm that jewel, you know what I'm saying? So art of hustle-wise, I think that was important to make sure that it's not about like, you do, social media is important. A lot of people think that, oh, social media is just social media. You know, social media is important. Yeah. But it's also important to meet people in real life, too. It is. Yeah. You got know I me? Mean? So I was like, hey, I'm going to meet people on social media, but I'm also going to meet five people a day. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, or, you know what I'm saying? So to make sure that you're engaging in people, especially this is Texas. Right. And knowing your market. And this is a part, this is a market where who do you know? Who are you? Right. I ain't never heard <laughs> of you. So people got to hear of you. Yeah. By seeing you and looking at you. You know what I'm saying? People, People ain't gonna engage on social media like that in, in Texas. You need to volunteer and do some. Sh- you need to go on cat, one of these horses at the rodeo. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Go Sada. to go to go to, go to yeah, say go to go to Heroes Lounge and drop some bars. You okay. Know? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Go to Black Canvas and, and kick it. I'm giving a shout out to places I like. But yeah, man, it's real, man. You gotta, you gotta get on the streets and really meet people. Those things. Yeah. Okay. So basically, what you're saying in your hustle and in growing your business versus social media, you've met and made a better connection and a better impact off of the people that you meet. Those five people that you meet. So let me ask this question, if that's okay. Um, As an introvert, how is it, because I I find that introverts make the best, some of the best businesses. Um, Extroverts are really good at like getting the people, but introverts are really good at like making the vision just like develop, right? Right. Someone said it wins a race for you, but how do you go out and meet those five people while dealing with that anxiety of being an introvert. <laughs> man, so look, man, it's, it's, that, uh, the, the hardest part of entrepreneurship for me is my daily battle with being an introvert, you know what I'm saying, and anxiety I get to meet people. I'm one of people, like, I can't walk up to this girl and talk to her. I got to get a couple of drinks, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, get it together, what I'm going to say, I'm the one of them kind of people. Yeah. So for me, um, I, number one, knowing yourself and knowing your weaknesses. So even when it, my that's why I'm good at getting the people out. I'm good at marketing because that's all on the computer. Mm-hmm. You know, so I can do a lot of this stuff on the computer. But the thing is, I know for myself, I'm not the entertainment. Like once the people get here, 
I can't listen. I, this is up to somebody else. Like, right. I can only get y'all here. Like that's what Devin Saidi is. Why I'm the marketing person is because uh, I can't, you know, know myself. Yeah. Then that's when the extroverts get there. So people who are around me are extroverts. My fiance, oh man, she makes Devin Saidi took leaps and bounds when I met her because she's that <laughs> extrovert, you know. So she's, you know, what I'm saying she. I'm one of people. I'm interested. I want to be my girl. This is my, mm-hmm. my company. So when I'm with her. Her bubbly personality, and she's like, you know, she's like a Disney Channel commercial. <laughs> you know, so she's all sweet and bubbly, and she brings them in, and you know, talks to them. And now you have the introvert bringing them in, and now I got my extroverts, you know, saying keeping them happy. But definitely knowing yourself is important, and that's kind of how I operate about. But as far as like as an introvert, like I'm doing entertainment. You know, what I'm saying if if I was in a different business, it'd be easier. You know, what I'm saying, but I have to meet people on an entertainment level of. How do I meet the person entertainment wise? Yeah. I have to fight every day, man. You just gotta know, like, it's I you have to. Like that's the hunger comes in, like I'm hungry. I yeah. have to go in here and talk to this business owner. Like my heart is racing, but once I get in there and that conversation starts, fine. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And that and, and that comes from, you know, like, you know, I'm allowed to say this now, I'm past ten years in, but I pledged my fret. And the pledging was real. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it was feels for real. So <clears throat> Because of that, like that's what kind of taught me is you know how to be in the moment and how to conquer moments. But um, even playing sports for some people, you realize hey, you might be nervous, but once you step on the court, you know right. it's game time. Yeah. So just knowing that, hey, like I was anxious and nervous when I was talking to my regional director about firing that guy. Yeah. And now I'm anxious and nervous about talking to this business owner about letting my business come in. Mm-hmm. So it's like. It's sink or swim, and you're gonna sink or swim, and no matter what you do. But I'm picking my sink or swim moments. Like I think for real, for real, who I am. Uh, I might run. What if I run for president? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because of what I create, and I run for president. Like now I'm anxious running for president. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I like I'm. I don't want to be scared. I don't want to be nervous. I don't want to say that I didn't do things because, like I'm an introvert. And I'm scared. Like I'll just push my. Like I'll come to this radio station and stand in front of this mic and see what comes out. Right. Mm-hmm. You know? I think um, my fear actually is something that has forced me to do a lot of things. Um, I've just learned to live with it. Like, if I'm scared to do something, I'm going to, I know it's something I need to do, like, because, I don't know, fear is just like a trigger for me. If I know, if I'm scared to do it, I'm like, okay, that's my purpose. Because, yeah. Hey. <laughs> I don't know how to explain it. No, nah, I feel it. I know me, I'm, I'm the type where uh, if I'm nervous, it backs me into a corner. So it's either you gonna cower or mm-hmm. you gonna fight. Yep. And so, and, and and not literal, but you know what I mean. Fight or flight. Yeah. Yeah. So when I'm back into a corner, I'm like, oh man, like I don't know. I turn it on, and then that's, I'm in go mode completely. You know right. what I mean? So that's kind of like my little thing. Yeah, man. Introvert. Being an introvert, <laughs> man. A business meeting is like, man. I've even tried to. I've tried. I've even hired people to do. Things for me. like I hired an assistant. It's like, hey, call these venues and talk to them because I didn't want to do it. Yeah. You know, and that's the way I wanted to get past it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like, yeah. hey, like I pay, for, like I do my strengths and I pay people to do my weaknesses. Yeah. I actually, so um, I'm a reader. So mm-hmm. there's a book called The Strengths Finder, and I know a lot of us, me specifically, I speak for myself on this. Um, I do a lot of like I look at a lot of motivational speech videos, and a lot of the videos actually say to oh, do what you're not strong at. This is how you develop in this area. But with the book that I read called Strengths Finder 2.0, it actually tells you to know your strengths, um, increase your strengths, and then be observant of others who are stronger in your, in your areas that you're not strong in. So I think that's really important. And I think that's probably what has yeah. a lot to do with your success because instead of focusing on what you're not good at and trying to get better at it, 
you're literally focusing on what you're good at and then seeing who's better in an area that might not be your strong point. I tell you this, even my fiance, like she's I she's my yin to my yang. Mm. Like, you know, like she's Balance. she's like, no, for real. Like I why do I wanna just have somebody who's just as strong at the things I'm strong at? Like yeah. if we're gonna be one then you be my weak pa- my weak half. Like, you know what I mean? You're like, not going to get nothing done. Yeah, if I, you know what I'm saying? So also with business, it's like, hey, I can do these things. I don't need to hire somebody else who can market. Right. I don't need to hire anybody who can, you know, do these things. I need somebody who can, you know what I'm saying, go into this, like somebody who's not nervous talking to this venue. Yeah. You got me? I, I pay people to do all the things that irk me, mm-hmm. I pay people to, people to do. Right. And it makes life so much happier. Yep. Yeah, so, you know what I'm saying? Definitely, if you're going to partner with somebody, don't partner with the person who has the same ideas you have. You know what yeah. I mean? So you got to, like, I need a sounding board. Like, I never, like, as a manager, I learned that. As I hired my first set of managers, they was all people who thought like me, and we were all the same. Mm-hmm. So we just all, we did good, but we didn't do great. You know, because we didn't, like, when I saw when I had two people, I had a, people who was completely different from me. We soundboard off of each other, new ideas happen, and you, greater things happen. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Because yeah. you're not just talking to yourself. Yeah. Like, God blessed you with some talents. He blessed some other people with some talents. Get together and build something great, so... Diversity and inclusion. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, man, it's been a pleasure having you on the show, man. It definitely didn't feel long enough, you know what I mean, Indeed. for us to, know, to, to pull back the layers. But we do appreciate you coming out, man. Shout out to UPR, uh, Dabner Society. And drop your handle for me, man. For... Uh, it's at Dabner Society, super simple, everywhere. Okay. So D-E-B-O-N-A-I-R, Society. And that's what it is everywhere. Bad, bad. You got something to go? I just want to shout out to the Connect Dallas. Shout out to Wolf Nation, Wolf Nation with an Always. E. Thank y'all so much for having us as usual. And that's all I have for today. All right, and it's Gmo the Great. Follow us at www.crownjuicepodcast.com. You can follow us uh, there, and you can find all the handles, email, whatever you want to do, send over. Um, we out. We out. It's the crown, real, real.